Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Welcome to the Aussie Rugby Show in podcast form. If you're new to the setup, you can stay on top of and be a part of what's happening with the show simply by following Rugby Pass and the Aussie Rugby Show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And bit of a language warning in this week's episode. Enjoy. This is the Aussie Rugby Show brought to you by Extra Hop Stops Breaches 84% Faster. I'm Louise Ransom, joined as always by Drew Mitchell, Stephen Hoyle, Sean Maloney. Guys, we dragged you, Sean, We're away back from in the Manly. East. Yes. We're back in the East. I'm happy to be here, though, because we are here with the Bondi Breakers, who are a junior team. They're the smallest team in the eastern suburbs, under sixes through to eights, and they've also got the composite under nine team with the Breakers Wallaroos. So great to be here back they, in the East. They do good things for a small oh, club. They're playing the same comp as Kuji, Clavelli, Bay. Punch well above their yeah, weight. Well good. above the weight. Bondi people, you know. Well, they're not so, all hipsters. They're <laughs> going to be fighting. It's just hardworking. That's what we are over here in the East. Uh, certainly. Guys, what got you from the weekend? Let's start with that. Stephen Hoyles. Uh, look, there's been a little bit of, you could say, turmoil over the years at Rugby Australia, but nothing compared to what's going on in Georgian rugby at the moment. That's what got me, the Vice President of Georgian Rugby, allegedly... Uh, I being... don't think you need to say allegedly. OK, he yeah. shot a player <laughs> with a gun. He yeah, shot someone. The guy's in hospital. Yeah, the guy's yeah. in hospital. Recovering but he's, well he's after surgery. Well. So VP um, Mirab shot yeah. the former sevens, former sevens coach yep. for many reasons, Ramez. Yeah. Uh, what was it over? I think it might be budgeting issues. That's what I thought initially. <laughs> yeah, maybe Seems uh, just fair. extra night on a waitress, things like that. Yeah. I don't know. Just imagine know. Rob Clark walking around RA just with a shotgun going, Oi, how, how's that bottom line looking? <laughs> I always thought playing in France, the Georgians were one you have to worry about, and this maybe this confirms it. <laughs> <laughs> what got you? Uh, what got me was. Uh, Look, we didn't get to see Razor Robinson uh, dance after the Crusaders won uh, the New Zealand Super Rugby earlier this this year, but we got to see James Slipper dancing with the Brumbies one. Yeah, up there. Couple of like old yeah. dad moves. Like Everyone's up. got their own yeah, style. I, mean, I liked it. Yeah, I loved it. He was up there in the, uh, on the table in the middle of the team and all the, all the players. Well. Yeah, just dropping it low. Yeah. I see that and a fair bit on yeah. Saturday yeah. night. A lot, of, a lot of shoulder movement. Yeah, um, there's very, a fair yeah. bit of momentum yeah. as well. Just <laughs> 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 slips. Oh, yeah, you got me on the weekend, he was, buddy. Hip, he was hypnotic. Uh, you know what got me, team? 
Balmain, the Muzzled Wolves, champions at the weekend. Oh. We visited them. Oh. The Savers, the Savers. We visited them the other week. Champions yes. as well. We're leaving magic dust everywhere we go. Uh, I, I do say, we're at East Club tonight, Tuesday night, ahead of their big game against Penrith uh -oh. this week. They're not even trained on Tuesday night. I mean, yeah. if anyone out in Penrith is watching, fire up. They're not even training this week because that's how... No, but... That's what they think they're going to... They think they don't need to train Thursdays to beat <laughs> excuse Penrith. Excuse me, excuse me. What we're big over here in the East is about balance. <laughs> and the boys are down there at Bondi Public Bar. Okay. And they're doing some hard work there at the bar. Just, of course, COVID safe and compliant yep. sitting down. Yep. But smashing plenty of tins and getting to know each other. Yep. So in those hard moments they're when... They're 15 rounds the in. The emus are... Yeah, yeah. but... I hope you, you Henry Shafe sees this and gets the boys fired up for a game on Saturday. You can't overlook John the importance and current of, coach. Of, of balance. I yeah. like the idea too. Uh, before we get what got you, Lou, mm. uh, we can agree that the Australian and New Zealand competitions are now done for Super Rugby. Yeah. Time to flash back. Time to flash oh, yeah. back to episode four of the uh, Aussie Rugby yeah. Show. Uh, we owe this guy a little something something. Oh, here we go. What we should do is we should all select one runner in that competition. Highlanders might struggle a little bit, so one of the other four. And then if your team wins, if your team wins, you get shouted lunch. Like the other three have got to shout your lunch. So there you go. We all owe you yep. a little something, something, yeah. a little bite to eat I've, somewhere. I've changed my mind on what I wanted. We were talking about it before. <laughs> We've all decided that instead of you guys buying me lunch, we'd just prefer you to get Botox one episode <laughs> next week. Is that okay? Maybe a filler in the cheeks and a little bit of a puff in the lips. Don't talk about it like you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 what have you got? Uh, what got me was seeing uh, our Aussie Sevens girls around the place in NRLW jerseys. Yep. Hurt a little bit, but kind of mm. pleased for them that they at least being able to play some footy with the seventh circuit not happening anytime soon. Ch Charlotte Kaslik in a Roosters yep. jersey. Elliot Green's mm. gone to the Warriors. Barney yep. Pleaty too. Mm. Yeah. They're going to destroy that competition. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm excited about I, it. I think it's great too because a lot of people, I mean, I saw a lot of the comments in some of their posts just talking about, you know, we're losing the girls to rugby league. Like the girls will come gap, come back to, to rugby union, to the sevens program. I think the, the super, um, the, the, the women's rugby league competition only goes over like three it's weeks long. Yeah. Yeah. It's a short thing that they'll be able to go hone their skills, learn a new craft to, to some degree, but also keep them match fit and also perhaps even be able to earn a little bit of cash because mm. the, the, the funding's been slashed there at Rugby Australia And as, well. as Sean said when we spoke about it a few weeks ago, you hope that it actually shows, you know, some league fans too, yep. how good yep. these girls are. Drag them, their eyes back over to watching them playing sevens. That can only be a good thing. Whoever is the first, to line up against Elliot Green. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> look, I, I, you can look at all the other female contact sport in Australia and you can, you can hand on heart say New Zealand rugby is dominated men's rugby, but the best contact sport that we're, I'm sorry, the best performing contact sport in Australia is by far and away women's rugby. It's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Like, it's so, mm -hmm. it's played at such a high skill level and high pace and I know that your Super W needs to improve and spend more and more time to, to get to that level. Um, AFLW needs to do the same thing. They're so they're behind the women's rugby, and I think that's what's so good about these girls going over. We'll get to see them play against probably the next best, which is the league girls, and I can't wait to see how they go. And we may even get a few of the good rugby league girls come over and want to play and mm. like yep. and see how good these girls um, one prepared for the game, but also go out there and execute as well mm. um, in a new sport. And it might drag a few of the uh, the better um, rugby league girls over to the sevens. Super Rugby rocks and diamonds. The Brumbies champions of Super Rugby AU for 2020. It was a great game on the weekend. Let's start with diamonds, Hoylesey. Oh, diamonds. I think the Brumbies winning. I think they've been the best side in Australian rugby for, what, three years now, maybe four. They've been pretty consistent. I thought all along they deserved to um, win this title, but they probably dropped form 
couple of weeks leading, so probably gave a few people a few concerns. But mm. yeah, the way they've played over the last few years, I think they they deserve to, to be champions. And the Reds, mm. you know, they did pretty well to get there and match for make the game really competitive. And what was, you know, the competition was probably better than I expected. I really enjoyed it, especially towards the latter part of the year. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought the Reds did a, a really good job. I mean, it was just a great game. Clearly the two best teams were playing out. It was out a good game, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, you, you lose Patea, you lose Selakai Loto, you get Zanguno in the, yeah. in the, um, the bin for 10 minutes, and you're still in there with a shot at the, yeah. at the back end. Like, you, you've done a, a decent job. They won't be satisfied with, with that, but... Um, you know, was, from a spectator's point of view, it was, it was a good one. The thing I liked as well, one part that really got me a little diamond, a little diamond in that game from the Reds, was again my boy Filippo Dungu. Yes. That little offload. Dummy like, offload. The dummy, the dummy off like warm just to hold on to it, bring yeah. it back in. Like Fraser McRide owes him like a drink. Like yeah. whatever, whatever his drink of choice is, I don't know what he does drink, but he owes him one of those because how can you grasp that? Yeah. How can you grasp? Like, but how can you have the smarts to be able to even do the dummy? I've never seen that before. No, the Fiji like 17, never seen that Almost before. full extension to bring it back in oh, and then go so And also good. to stay in, stay in the field of play as well. Like he was like tightrope down there on the sideline. You think he'll start? In... Test with the Wallabies? Um, depends. I mean, I, I think they'll start Marika Corabete, but uh, then I don't know if they, they might go safe and get like a Reese Hodge or a yeah, Dane Halapetti, someone that's been there before, yeah. but go in. But uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him out there. He's just a threat. He's, I think he's the form winger. Marika was yeah. fantastic and there's no doubt about that. But I, believe he was the form winger in the last four weeks and he did play against Marika. Yeah, yeah. I mean Marika will start, he's a reigning yeah. Johnny was I'd start both yeah, of them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the that's right a spicy now. back three. That's yeah. good. If you've got Jack Maddox or a Tom Banks at, at fullback. Yeah. I know this is going to be one of your threes, Brock, but I liked Angus Pyatt's hair. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him riding <laughs> Queensland on one what side what you and right the other side. What you give R-E-D-S. to be able to put initials in oh, your hair at the moment. And he Fantastic. scored a try yeah. too, And mate. he just smiles so smiley. the whole game. <laughs> Smiley blithy. That was smiley. disgusting. You didn't like, like it? it no, Hank, mate, if there's row, one person yeah, with hair... I'm a winger. I'm a winger. Like, you can't be like a hard man up front, getting around, like, trying to be this big tough Well, he does it. He just gets around smiling at people the whole game. Yeah, I was actually really surprised that Brad Thorne didn't do something about it. Back in... Back in the day, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, one of those guys. Sorry, I'm going to drink for that. Buffalo, though. Yeah. No, no, I was left. But um, I don't play that. Back game. when I first started, Eddie Jones as a coach, <laughs> when Matt Guido used to have those, you know, like symbols and whatever bleached in the side of his hair, and Matty Henjack, and yep. you know, they were known for having some pretty rank haircuts at that point. When they would arrive to uh, Wallaby Camp, Eddie Jones would give them one day to go to the hairdresser and get it bleached out or shaved mm-hmm. out, and said no. And, and same goes for boots as well. If you had anything other than black boots at the time, he said, change your boots or spray paint them because we're going to be known for our rugby, nothing else. Not stupid haircuts, not stu- like stupid Flashy coloured boots. boots or whatever. And to the point where some players, you know, sometimes you'd look at moulded or, or screw in and you wouldn't, you know, you'd, you'd you make just, an assumption you ones, yeah, one, which ones you're going um, to wear. And after warm-up, you might change and they might be white boots or something. Mm. And they'd have a spray paint can and just black out your boots Legit. just before you run out. One of the manager's the job in the wallet those years was to go around and black your boots wow. before you run out. Yeah. Wow. And it'd be playing on your mind. You'd be like, I've got to swap boots. But they're, they're white, I've got to, to clean the, the them. Th- the thing about it is I remember that game of Angus Blythe more for his haircut than anything, anything he did on the field. And tie. that's the wrong thing. Well, see, I didn't even sure. know that. Yeah. Uh, my, so it's really got him. I've got two. He's <laughs> worked up. That's my rock! I can see that. That was my rock! My other diamond, the return of Noah Lola. CEO, yep. six, w- yeah. six weeks out, bang straight back in, set up the trophy in your hand and was terrific. And the difference in the game was probably the fact that he slotted that field goal with mm. what, 15, 20 yeah. to go? Because yeah. if the Reds go down the other end, they went to the corner, 
which their line out let them get down. That's my rock, actually, the Reds line out. Mm. They kept backing it, but it wasn't delivering for them. So that was really disappointing. But yeah, Lola Seo was fantastic. I, I think that's just as much testament to Dan McKellar and the way he's been coaching this uh, Brumby side for a number of years because they, they make changes throughout the year, whether it's in the front row, Slipper and Seo, or in the back row, they shift that around. Yep. They, you know, there's a bit of a rotation policy there. The back three shift around a lot. It's almost like they've got a structure and a way that they want to play, and they, he has faith in anyone just to step in, fill their role. And it's not about having a superstar that needs to do more than everyone else and, and carry the team. And it's just about Noah going in there, executing his role, which he did really well on the weekend. Mm. But I, I feel like Dan McKellar's got that squad and the style of play of the Brumbies down to a T where any player can just go in and only worry about their role, execute their role, and, and they've, they're doing it well. Mm. well Tabita Kondrani had a really good game, even though he was snubbed for the Wallabies squad. That was nice for him to have that, that sort of performance. And Rock's got to be Jordan Pattaya, surely. Yeah. What, what happened to your voodoo doll? Sean? I dropped it. Yeah. I dropped Clearly. it. I had a skin full on Saturday afternoon at Manly Oval, and I dropped yeah, the Jordy doll. Clearly, I've dropped it at some stage today, and I cannot mm, believe he's yeah. injured again, Luke. Yeah, no, it's nuts. Look, there's been a lot of players over the years that have gone through something very similar. He, he will get to a stage eventually where he works out his body, and they work out his body. He's played a lot of footy. He's done a lot of things in a short period of time. Only two years ago, speaking to Sammy yeah. Cordney up there, like they had him in the the Reds training program to just keep him training to, so they wanted to retain him. They had no intention of playing him. He was just too good. They had to play him. And, yeah. and maybe his body isn't ready for what the rigours of, you know, uh, Super Rugby and Test Rugby because so it's, often. it's not just the playing every weekend with a Super Rugby or Test. It's, it's the contact sessions yeah. every session and getting in there. And as an 18-year-old and your body's still developing, it's still taking its shape. Like, he's, his body shape now will be markedly different in five years' time. You yeah. know, like, he's still a growing lad. Mm. As will and ours, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> in five weeks' time. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's upsetting for him. And, you know, it's, it's obviously, um, yeah, it's, it's tough coming back from one injury, let alone yeah. a series of them. But, He'll get his run, I'm yeah. certain of it. Yeah. You know, how, but and how yeah. good was his pass to I Harry know, Wilson as well? So Scooped yeah. it up, nothing like, on. If you only Dang. did this, if you, look, if you grabbed all of his highlights from the last, what is it, two and a half years now? Ridiculous. Grab, yeah. It looked like he's played for 10 years. Like yes. Every game yeah. he plays in, he does something yeah. remarkable. And it's a spark, just yeah. sort of from nowhere, and then has the amazing skills yeah. as well. It's mm. awesome to watch. So hopefully he can just be on the mend and be right for the Wallabies. Yeah, and get a nice little haircut before he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to some of the big stories. South African rugby is set to resume, which is great news in terms of the rugby championship going ahead. We all hope it will. Uh, they're going to have a draft on TV for like a Springbok trial match. That's pretty cool. Oh, look, it's it's pretty cool. They're going to like two coaches going to pick their teams out of sixty players. But this is a disaster. Automatically, I'm feeling <laughs> automatically I'm feeling so for the awkward. Guy, like Kitschoff or someone like that. The last the last guy standing. It won't be Kitschoff. I know, but I was just thinking of a big yeah. fat redheaded. But <laughs> <laughs> I like Kitschoff, and you're really good. When we used to play against yeah. each other in Bordeaux and Toulon, but you know, like generally speaking, they were the last ones picked at school. <laughs> 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 I'm digging. Keep going. I'm first pick but, now. You know, like I, I feel for whoever it is going to be live, live oh. broadcast around South Africa. I'll watch it. La like his last pick. <laughs> yeah, last. So, la so it's going to be like captain's pick from school. That's what yeah. we're getting at. Just yeah. two coaches, which could be good for some. I'll take Andre Pollard. I'll take Cheslin Colby. I'll yep. take so and so. Yeah. Who, okay. Who's left? Who, no. Who's the first picked? Oh. If you're one of the two coaches, who's the first Springbok you pick? It's a great pick captain. I'm it? picking Sia, Is yeah. You I'd take Sia? I'd take Cheslin Colby. Yeah. Oh, I'd take Vermeulen. Ooh. Oh, that's a great game. Daniel. 
That's, we should bet on who's yeah. going to be the first to be picked. Another <laughs> lunch. Market another lunch. Holland. We should have another lunch. Yeah. Pollard's just off tight in the list. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'd pick him normally because yeah. he scores a lot of points. Who's up to Pollard. Pollard. Yeah. 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 Colby. Oh, man, yeah. that's a great game to play. He's lighting it up. He's healing it. He's going to come back and play, is he? Yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, Colby back. What about Pollard's last weekend? Oh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay, we'll look forward to that. The Wallabies coaching gig. Dan McKellar turned it down. Jeff Parling is there. You'd be pleased about that, being the Rebels fan that you are. <laughs> I've got to say, I think it'd be great. I'll Jeff Harlan? I think he'll be a terrific coach, and I'll tell you why. I spent some time with him up at Terrigal on the way through yep. COVID, and he's a dialed-in dude. He knows a lot. Yep. He has got such an enormous rugby IQ. I know that you would prefer it for, to be an Aussie, mm. but he is very, very, very impressive. Yeah, he's also only coached for 18 months, and we're putting a lot of expectation on a guy sure. who's played till he was 34 and a half and he's, what, 36 now and he's coaching. So, yeah, look, I hope he goes well. And I, what, to be fair, he's done a really good job with the Rebels. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And line-out defence, which is you know, mm-hmm. obviously one of the reasons he's been picked, but you would like to think if the Wallabies are trying to climb the way out of where we were after World Cup, that we get someone that's tried and tested, like, I don't know why Laurie Fisher's never got a gig. Maybe they've asked him, maybe he said no. The other thing with Dan McKellar, it's really interesting, and I went down to a session this year, Dan isn't hands-on with the forwards as much as, say, uh, uh, Roy Murphy or um, Laurie Fisher, for example. So Dan sort of is a head coach. He's done yeah. a fantastic job of overseeing yep. it. So to get a head coach to come in and say, I want you to look after our forwards, which I'm sure he could do, but his area of expertise They're at the moment... Roles. Different roles. Yeah. Different roles. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff Parling probably is the best hands-on forwards coach at the moment. The only concern is he's not an experienced coach. Mm. Yeah, I also think exactly that point. Dan McKellar's probably not going to take up this role because it's his assistant's job, and he's building his his portfolio to to perhaps be the Wallabies coach one day. He obviously wants it. He Mm. he applied for it, and if he's coming in to, to be an assistant... Oh, no, I think he wants to just keep doing more with the Brumbies. At the moment, yes, they won the Australian Super Rugby, but it effectively is uh, the conference champions. Yeah. So if he can keep this squad together because they're doing good things and he goes into a, perhaps next year a full Super Rugby, we don't know what it's going to look like, but if he goes out there and does well with the Super Rugby team and, and actually wins a fully-fledged Super Rugby title, mm-hmm. then it starts to put a case together. Yeah. Ne- come yeah. next time the Wallabies uh, coaching job's up, up for grabs, then perhaps he could take that. Do you know what I loved about the chat that I did have with him? I said, what's the first thing you educate a kid coming through around playing rugby what's the first thing you teach him and he says I teach him to ask the question why Mm. and I expect that of all my players Mm. coming through I want to be challenged Mm. I want if if I'm saying go two steps forward come back six I want someone to say why why I've got to go that many he likes that that to be challenged which is often rare yeah Yeah. talking to Adam Ashley Cooper about when he played under Wayne Smith and many say Wayne Smith 
is the best that New Zealand have had. He's been with Hanson, he's been with Henry. He's been the reason why Dave Rennie was successful, or not the sole reason, but a big reason. Anyway, I asked Adam about playing under Wayne Smith in, at Kobe in Japan, and he said, the way they talk rugby, he said, they ask questions. The team meeting, the coaches are always asking questions. And he said, as opposed to a lot of the teams I've been in over the years, 12 years, getting told to do this, be here, do that. He goes, actually, they ask, ask something, they get you to answer. There's constant input. So you're sitting there and you're always Stimulate. thinking. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Wallabies fly half position, always a much talked about topic and not, none more so this year because it's pretty wide open mm. at the moment in terms of it's going to be someone new. I think we'll disagree here, personally. I who, think I know what you're going to go with. Yeah, yeah. I think James O'Connor will be the, the starting ten. Yeah, um, I, I think he's got experience. I think the way that he's matured his game, uh, the way that he's steered the Brumby, oh, sorry, the Reds around all throughout the year, he's an attacking threat. But the thing I like about his game, we, we mentioned it last week, is that he looks for others first. He's mm. setting players up. He, uh, he he's. I feel. I, I've also just watching on, on, the, on the weekend. I just noticed like the length of his like punting. Yeah. It seems yeah. we've got an extra goal sort of almost got five, ten yards on it. He's just going down the middle and he's just hitting it a lot better. Um, yeah, so I, I think also when you look at the probably the inexperience that we're going to have in some of those key areas in the, for lack of a better term, the spine of the team and the, the nine, the line out um, at the back of the scrum perhaps, then you need some sort of experience, especially come calling, uh, mm -hmm. making sure you're steering the players and the team around the field. Uh, I think you need some experience. I think that's why James will get the, get the nod. We need to go through probably you know, three or four fly halves between now and the next World Cup. Mm. I think the, the best 5-8 for us in 2023 will be Noah. I, mm. I think by that stage he will be developing in, and I thought he's been outstanding in limited time he's had this year. I'd be completely fine if he got the go, but at the same time, I think James is playing the most composed rugby of his, of his professional career, and we've all heard the stories of why he's in that place, but you're now seeing it translate to his on-field performance. Mm. So, I, I, yeah, I, I'd be happy either way, and... I'd like to see them both get a crack, to be honest. Three pyramids, it's the feature. Jock, <laughs> Jock for me too. Yeah. Probably Tamura at 12. Yeah, Tamura yeah, exactly. and O'Connor, it's yeah. a terrific, yeah, uh, terrific channel. That'd be fantastic. How do you want to see it managed? We saw so many changes sort of at the World Cup last year from game to game. Are you looking for that to stay the same throughout the whole Bledisloe and Rugby Championship series? Or are you looking to give someone like Noah the, the go at some stage this year? Look, I. I don't think we're in a position to say because we're not seeing how they train, what the combinations are. At the World Cup, you know, it was Bernard, it was Christian, there was changes. And a lot of that was to do with the fact that guys weren't in form and they were trying to find players to play themselves in form. Christian, sort of history showed last year, he couldn't really play four top quality games back to back because of coming off his illness and stuff. So I don't want us to jump around for the sake of it. I think yeah. you've got to reward form. and. Yeah, I, I don't. At the, I don't know. I'm, I'm really confused. I, I think if you're going to give someone a go, you give them a decent amount of time off the bench. Mm. Don't just let someone come on with eight, nine, ten minutes to go yeah. and try and close out a game or come up with something that's just going to change the game. That's pretty much settled in its momentum throughout that 70 minutes. Just if you if you're going to give someone, if you need someone to have a decent amount of time in the, in the chair, then get them in at the 50 minute mark. Give them a proper amount of time with players around them as well that aren't just sort of because often also when reserves come on. They're also coming on at other times where there's also other changes going. So there's throughout the like the 12 minutes that you might get as a tenant, yeah. you're having to stop and maybe adjust another five times for other mm. uh, substitutes that are going on as well. So it can be hard to settle, especially in that in that playmaking mm. role. So I think if you're going to give someone a go, whether it be James or whether it be Noah coming off the bench or whoever it might be, give them a, a fair amount of time so they can actually get some time in the chair. Look at the Tars example over the last two years. Look at how they managed Mac Mason, or they, they didn't manage him. Yeah. They played him out of form, but look at what they, on the flip side, what they did with Will Harrison. He got better throughout the course of Super Rugby because 
There was no pressure on him. I, I believe he got told, you're the number 10, you're going to be the number 10 the whole year. Go out there and improve and enjoy yourself. So I, I do like that approach of just backing someone and not mm. feeling like if I fuck up here, yeah. I'm going to be on the bench or I'm going to be out of the yeah. squad next week. That's a terrible... For, for a forward, that's okay because they play with a fair amount of vigour and aggression. And, but for a player who has to call the shots, yeah. you don't want to be playing nervous. You want to be calm. So, yeah, I'd like to think someone gets a good run at it. Hot of the success of last week's random rugby moment. Sean, you're bringing it back for this week. I sure have, team. Uh, things got dark <laughs> on the webs for me this week. I went looking for Bledisloe clips, uh, found some Harker stuff, ended up settling on a Super Rugby game from 2016 between the Rebels and the Bulls. Okay. Ooh, okay. Um, this is the moment, uh -huh. and I don't know if you guys can remember this, but it yep. is Warwick oh, Gallant going kabam yeah. <laughs> right in the backside of Yarn Surf and saying, no, I've got a yeah. replay here for you, Drew and Lou, no problems. Thanks. This is full Good launch night. into the Rectus Maximus. Yeah. Now, I know that's the official term, but Warwick Gallant gets up and goes, sorry, Ready? Chief, here it is another look, just winding up full force, <laughs> kabang. <laughs> What about him just presenting? <laughs> As the cheater Here it is, approaches. Here you love this uh, <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say what, that ball nearly went up the rabbit hole as well. Yeah, the ball was almost <laughs> as dark as Sean's internet search. <laughs> uh, kids remember to clear history, that's all I'll say. Oh, what a great little uh, oh, wow. random rugby moment from this week. And are we back again So that next? was your Sunday and Monday? Yep, and Tuesday for the early part. <laughs> Right, moving on. Aussie Rugby Show mailbag time. Let's dive into it. It's all brought to you by Extra Hop, Sean. Visit extrahop.com. That's what I just wanted to say. I had to get it out in that dulcet mm, vibe. It's uh, I'm already starting to search it. Yeah. <laughs> so are my fingers. Uh, speaking of my fingers dancing on the keyboard, uh, our first video question this week comes from an Olympic gold medal winning coach from Ooh. Fiji, wow. Mr. Ben Ryan. Hey, it's Ben Ryan. It was my birthday last week and I had a peanut butter chocolate molten lava cake. It was delicious. So, so is the second one. But, but any more and I would have felt sick. That's a bit how I feel about box kicking at the moment and the amount of it in the game. I'd love to know your thoughts and uh, how you would utilise it. That's a fair. Ah, Bull of a Mr. Ratu, Penny Ryan. Uh, hates box kicks. Where do you guys sit on it? Uh, look, I love banoffee pie um, <laughs> and hate box kicks also. As someone who is sitting underneath a box kick for most of my career, they're the hardest ones to catch. And I don't know, I just don't know if there's... I think they should be put back in the box and maybe yeah, shift right. it out. There's, just, there's too much of it. There's other ways to get out of your own uh, end. I think maybe with the um, the 50-20s or whatever they are now, we're probably, we probably we could start seeing less of them. Um, but otherwise, it's... Especially the slow ones where yeah. it's taking yeah. forever to come back. They do need to change the like, like, like the human centipede. Yeah, like they need to fix that up. Yeah. That's dark. But they're a necessary evil. I, I think at certain games you need to do them. Mm. Australian rugby needs to improve at it. When, wet, yeah. weather, wet weather foot in particular. I mean, there's a place for it, but just not as much. Like, no, maybe just yeah. the officiating around it. Like you've got yep. a second to use it. Yeah. And once so getting in there... I'll go like, back ooh, back in the day. Ooh, in 2014, Nick White was the Brumbies halfback. I think he had 150 kicks in the season, mm -hmm. they, got, they got third or fourth, bowl around. and then Nick Phipps, same year, Waratahs win the competition, he had something like nine kicks in total. So the Waratahs <laughs> under checker were not allowed to box kick, they were not yeah, allowed to kick at all. it was Nick Phipps at halfback, yeah. <laughs> said you are not allowed yeah. to kick. Yeah. Yeah. What about this? The day after 2015 semi-final, I haven't box kicked for two years, like we were in reviews and the first couple of games early on, Brendan McKibben or Nick mm. Phipps would have kicked it, and check would go, no, no, that doesn't happen, our team doesn't do that. Day after season ends, check goes to the Wallabies, and then 
Stephen Larkham is coming into the Wallabies, he's the game plan completely changed. And Nick Phipps says, like, gets told you've got to practice your box kicks. And he's like, that would have been nice to know maybe eight months ago. And I, I might have punched out maybe one or two throughout the season. And he's like, Bernie, do you know if I kick off my left or my right foot? Um, weirdest pre-game ritual or superstition from someone you played with? Always like these sort of questions. Yeah, we get, generally pretty, yeah, yeah. we get a lot. But there was something over the weekend I saw on one of the social channels, just a little private one with Teniela Tupa, obviously the MVP of the, uh, yep. the, the Super Rugby AU. But it came up on his um, on his snaps that he was sleeping in a tent, and it was the morning of the the, the GF. And I, 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 I messaged him and said, "Mate, why are you sleeping in a tent the morning of a GF? Like, surely there's you know there's yep. a nice, comfortable bed somewhere. He's on a decent packet." And he, he replied to me saying that um, he'd been doing it for a few weeks and been playing well, so he didn't want to disrupt anything and change his, his preparation. And, uh, and so he sent some pics through, and it's like he's got this like Hilux, or you know, like it's yeah, not yeah. a Hilux, but it's one of those dual cab utes with like a bit of a tray mm -hmm. and a tent set up. Like he's got oh, to like get a ladder. Up, like he's up a ladder. Like you know, like I'm, I, I go to the I already feel twice, sorry twice for the ladder. Yeah, <laughs> straight away. But he, he, That's he takes a sturdy his, ladder. Right his, dog. his little puppies up the top, just up there, just having like, and he seems to be in. Like the bush, I'd be worried about yeah. snakes. Like, but Maybe that's it's why it's so tanny. I mean, yeah. it's good Isn't just so tanny. Don't ask questions. It, it works for him. It so does. Good MVP, on him. But that, right. uh, yeah. that's, that, that certainly surprised me, knowing that the, the MVP of the Super Rugby AU sleeps in a tent the night before a game. Mm, okay, thanks to uh, Pulot's Picks on Instagram for that one. I don't know whether that's his actual name, but we'll go with that. Um, let's move on to another question. Best club rugby player you've seen or played with who didn't break it into the next level. Hoylesy, that question comes from Gus Barnett, also on Instagram. That's a great okay, question. Okay, so I've only just thought of this now. I mm. didn't, I, I was gonna go Dwayne Hare, who ended up having a big career in France, but I'm gonna go- Back rower from Ramway? Yeah, back yeah. row, second rower. Yeah. Uh, hurt people He had fun. spiders on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna go with Lee Tamiki. Oh yeah? Yeah, I thought mm. Lee Tamiki, gun, schoolboy, like played, you know, two, three years Australian schoolboys was exceptional. Actually grew up with the Smith family, George and Tyrone yep. Smith, grew up in their house. Yes. They kind of adopted him. But he just got stuck behind Phil War at the Waratahs, then he went up to the Reds, had some injuries. But at club footy, yeah, he was there one year and just, it was a year that he side Ramick won and it was, he was exceptional at the time, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with um, Damien McAnelly. Yeah, yeah. Full back from yeah. back in the Canberra Vikings days. I think he played a few games, games and stuff. Yeah. But, but he was just so dominant in that uh, Queensland Premier because they were coming up to Queensland to play in the Queensland Premier League at the time. And, and the Vikings alone, they were dominant, but he was just, carving up uh, anyone that was in front of him, any sort of counter-attack he was dominant. And, and otherwise it'd be, um, look, I don't really know the guy's name, but he played for Eastwood, he was the bus. The, oh, the, Christian Carisiano. Yeah, yes. Carisiano. Yeah. No, he, he was, was just, very good. Yeah, yeah. he was so just ad line every day, all day the of the week. The theory when playing against Carisiano and Sean Byrne was number 10, Sean said, listen, he's gonna run over me and he'll do it every, every time, but I'll just trip him as I'm on the ground. So you, <laughs> Lee was the number seven, Lee, you just sort of jump on his back and then the next person you just, so it's basically like, just cop the bus front on, fall over, and just try and knock him down, and he'd be slowing. And so we just had to tackle him while he was slowing, but he was phenomenal, yeah. We played him one day down at Manly, and Nathan Gray was our centre. <laughs> he doesn't miss tackles. No. And he would chase the bus around. Yeah, he, go, he never he'd misses go, the bus. Fucking come here, bus. He'd, well go, he'd be lined up opposite him in a scrum, go, fucking come here, bus. Yeah. And he'd just chop him over and over again. Uh, Silver Meese with Pete Miller. If Pete Miller was yeah. born yes, 10, 15 Miller. years later, he would be a 100 game super rugby player. Yeah. and. Wallaby, I'd say. Probably in the last 20 years, top three Australian sevens players of yeah. all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. easily. Yeah. Free. 
Well, Luke Barrow, big fan of the show, always sending in questions on Twitter. Really appreciate it, Luke. Uh, this one for this week. Does the panel have a dark horse to start in Bledisloe 1? We're only a few weeks away. Oh, oh, I'm going to need a couple of seconds here, Sean. I'll go Lucky Swinton. Swinton? Ooh, yeah. I'll go yeah, that's Swinton a good at six. Yeah, yeah, just to try and match that physicality of the ABs. Yeah, just to go. That, yeah. that would be a dark horse, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would yeah. think so, yeah. Be, yeah. Be I, would, uh, I would pick someone from outside the squad that has been named so far. And maybe it's going to be tough asking him to come back and start in three weeks' time. But maybe someone like a Will Skelton, someone mm. that's outside. Yeah. Maybe one of the coaches picks to to, uh, to get into the squad. I'll, I'll go with you on that and I'll go uh, Rory Arnold. Mm. Yeah. I think because he's so close to the current side. I think mm. Will being away for a few years probably yeah. won't feel an attachment as much. Rory will probably go, I really want to play for that team because that's where I finished few months ago. Yeah, mm. Interesting to see what they do with mm. those uh, two picks that they get. Uh, well, two picks, but perhaps even more with over 60 caps as well. True, yeah. 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 There's options. That's mm. it. Yeah. Good, very good point, Drew. Thanks. Well, that's us wrapped for another week. Thanks so much for your company. Don't forget we're a podcast as well, so get around that. Uh, Hoylesley, you, you're all across that, aren't you? No, I'm not, Lou. I'm having lots Same. of iTunes issues, passwords, it's a good the cloud, listen. family Very show. We can't ask them to do it if you're not doing it. I watch the show. I watch the show. I don't need you're to on the show. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to do it. Podcasts, I'm not really podcasting. Speaking of watching the show, one of the comments landed in YouTube <laughs> yeah. last week. Don't read you, the comments, Sean. No, you shouldn't read but them. I, but I will read them when they involve him. <laughs> and someone called you a herbra. Yeah, someone said I, I looked like I was blazed. Yeah. A few weeks before, it said that <laughs> I was a pie. Like... I'd been in a, I'd been in a good paddock. KFC lines. The only depth yeah, I know is KFC lines. Casper the ghost. I, I have a confession. I was taking offence to that that pie eating comment. I was reading that when I was hungover, and I had two pies delivered from Uber Eats. So whoever said that, well, you're on the money. Well done. But I'm not a blazer. Don't do that shit. So up yours, whoever you were. On that note, we'll see you next time. <laughs> That's it. Don't forget to subscribe to stay on top of the show with new episodes dropping each week. And remember, if moving pictures are more your thing, you can catch the show at rugbypass.com or via the Aussie Rugby Show on YouTube. Like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, your uncle, you know the drill. See you next week.